0: Good morning, everyone. How are you all going? Good? That's great. It's great to see you. And that's very good. Wonderful. Hallelujah. That's right. Uh, Every day, how do you start it? Do you have a special routine that you go through every morning? Do you have sort of that you sort of do the same thing every morning? Are you sort of the person that sets the alarm and then presses snooze and you sort of just leave it to the very last minute that you've got to get out of bed and then you get out of bed running. Are you that sort of person? Or are you the sort of person that sets the alarm and wakes up before it because you're so worried about getting up on time that you've actually woken up already and that you're up and well organised and everything's going well? Well, I was reading about Bill Hybels. Bill Hybels is the leader of a very big church in America called Willow Creek Community Church. And uh, he is an amazing leader. And what Willow Creek do is incredible. Some of you may have heard of the Global Leadership Summit. That's uh, a summit that goes all around the world where people learn about how how to grow in God and how to lead in God. And as well as running an incredible church of about 40,000 people in America. And so uh, Bill Hybels, in one of his books, he was talking about what he does in the morning. You see, he's a very driven man. He's really driven by what he has to do and he's got, he's very, you know, manages his time, lots of to-do lists, all that sort of thing. And uh, what, he do, what he found was that um, in the morning, he'd set the alarm, he'd be up and going for it and doing this, doing that. And before he knew it, he'd get to sort of like lunchtime and feeling exhausted and thinking, oh my goodness, I need something. And of course he needed, he'd sort of cry out to God for help. And he's thinking, look, I've got this a bit messed up. I'm sort of like going too far into the day without really calling on God. And he said, um, you know, I'm really too busy not to pray. And so he, he made this new sort of routine for himself. And what he does is he said that the very first thing that uh, touches the floor in the morning are not his feet, but his knees. So he gets, the very first thing as he gets out of bed is that his knees are on the floor. And so therefore, he begins immediately, he, make, he puts himself in the position where right from the beginning of the day, he can seek God. Right from the beginning of the day, he, it's God first. I need God, I will. And, and so he puts himself physically in that position, and then he's in the position to seek God first. Now, um, up until the time of Jesus, there was probably no real, or maybe a few people, you could count on one hand, the number of people that had direct communication with God, because they actually dared not enter the presence of God and sort of talk to him face to face. But when Jesus came, all that changed. Things were different. Jesus showed that you could have an intimate relationship with God the Father. Before that, people relied on a mediator or a priest, and they'd go through them to intercede to God. And so they would speak to the priest, and the priest would take their petition to God. But when Jesus came, it was different. And the disciples watched Jesus. They watched this relationship that he had with his heavenly father. They watched how he would get up early in the morning and spend time talking to God. They watched how whenever he had a circumstance, every time he would seek God first. And so they said to him, they wanted that same very personal relationship with God the Father. And they, so they said to Jesus, teach us how to do that. You see, in this um, first part of our series, we're looking at the people who were with Jesus every day. And they were the disciples. They were with Jesus every day. And we can see how everyday people like the disciples Peter said earlier, just ordinary everyday people, how they walked with Jesus and what they learned from him. Being with him. And because of that, I think we can learn too. And so the disciples said to Jesus, Teach us to pray. And this is what Jesus said When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or holy be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day. Our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus taught the disciples to pray like this because he knew what their destiny was. He knew what they were going to become. They were going to become apostles who would take out the word of God into the nations to share who Jesus is and the difference he can make in their lives. And he knew that because of what they were going to face, they would need to be able to pray this prayer. They would need to know how to pray. And so therefore he said to them that this is how you need to pray. You firstly need to recognize the holiness of God. Because if you don't, if, if God isn't God and he isn't holy, then we, we don't even need to pray. Not to him anyway. So God is holy and we, rene- we need to recognize that. We need to understand that we want his kingdom to come here as it is in heaven. And then we need to ask God to supply our needs. We need to make sure that we seek his forgiveness and to forgive as we do that. And every day we're faced with temptation. And so we need to ask God to help us in the face of temptation and to deliver us from the evil one. And so he showed them how to pray. If you want to maintain an ongoing relationship with God, this is what we need to do. It's not just, he didn't actually tell them that this is what you have to recite. He didn't say that when you pray, this is how you pray. Sorry, when he was saying how you pray, it was sort of like this. It wasn't like recite this every morning. And if you do that and you've ticked the box, all good. He wasn't saying that. In fact, Jesus at one one stage in Luke said, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do. So he doesn't want us just to recite a prayer. He actually wants us to come before God using this prayer as a model of how we pray. He wants us to come into his presence new and fresh every morning. Just our own words. They don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be clever. We just need to come, recognize who God is, know that we need, need him in our lives, seek his help, seek his forgiveness, and ask for his strength. That's what we need to do every day in our own words, because of our own relationship with God. And so the disciples learned this from Jesus. They learned how to reverently enter into the presence of God and daily build a relationship with Him. But there's one phrase out of this prayer that I want to look at today. And it's this phrase, this petition. Give us today our daily bread. Now, the Greek word for bread here means ordinary, everyday bread, not something fancy, not something that's sort of like, you know, you can go into the bread shops and get all these fancy breads. No, it's just ordinary bread, just the sort of bread that you cut and eat. And, uh, but also, when you look deeper into it, this word bread is also symbolic of our needs, our daily needs. And so here we are asking God to give us today, this day, our daily needs, the things that we need, our everyday needs, our material needs. And so when we look at this line, there's two things that we can initially draw from it. First of all, God is saying to us, you can ask me about everyday things. I want you to. I'm actually showing you this is how to pray. Pray to me and ask me for everyday things, about your your needs, about your health, about your job, about your... Decisions, Everything. God wants us to bring it before him. And the second thing he said is that you are to do this every day. See, God is giving you what you need today. And so we need to wait on him every day. So what this really means, this is saying that God wants us to depend on him 100% of the time. He wants us to depend on him. Not on our own strength, not on our own Ability to supply, but on him. Now, I think it's harder for us in Australia to do this because I don't think any of us today are going to go hungry. Would you agree? We've got food. We've got shelter. We've got clothes. For some people around the world, that won't be the case. And they'll be crying out to God for those very basic needs. And so they will actually in some ways find it easier to depend on God because they've got nothing. And so they rely on him totally. But you know, we are blessed here because we have so much. And so the danger of that is that we live in what we have. We, we look after ourselves well. We often even indulge ourselves in the things that we have and we sort of cry out to God if we get a bad doctor's report or we lose a job or something just goes really awry. But this prayer is not about that. God is saying to us, you need to depend on me 100% of the time. And so today I just want to give you four steps to help us in living this way. I've heard it described as um, not just a prayer request, give us today our daily bread, Because actually, probably most of you don't even, if it's just about bread, you probably don't even need to pray that prayer. You have that. It's much more than that. It's a way of living. And I want to look at how we can live this way, how it will affect our everyday living. You could call it daily bread living, all right? So step one for daily bread living is expressing gratitude to God for all of his blessings. Now, the first word in that phrase is give, give us today our daily bread. When you're asking God to give, that means that you are acknowledging that he's the source. He's the source of everything. So why would we, ask, why would we pray that prayer if we didn't think that? He's the source and we're asking him from his riches to give to us. And so we're acknowledging him as the source of everything. Everything. If he's the source of everything, then shouldn't we be grateful to him for what he gives to us? You know, not just Christians, but the world talks about gratitude. Psychologists and psychiatrists will talk to people who come into their offices, people who have needs, who are depressed, who are discouraged. And one of the things they'll get them to do is every day, and they tell them this every day, to write down five things for which you are thankful because when you do that, it takes your mind off yourself and it focuses on this, you know, the fact that you are grateful, you've, that you are being looked after, that you have this in your life. And so for us, we know the source of that is God and so we need to be grateful to God. We need to express our gratitude to him every day. Now I want you to, as we go through this in your own mind, think, do I do that? Do I express My gratitude to God every day. I just see Paige sitting there, um, just back from the Philippines, from working there. It's lovely to see you, Paige. But, you know, we just saw those pictures of some of the people and how they live in the Philippines and, you know, their needs. And I'm sure that those people would every day thank God when they have a meal. They would thank God when they have the ability to have education but we have it supplied so easily so we can just take it for granted and not be grateful. But I'm saying that if you want to live in a way that's going to be the way God wants us to live, we need to express gratitude every day. The second step is being content with what God has already provided. So the last word of that phrase, give us today our daily bread, is not cake, or dessert. But Jesus is encouraging us to pray for our needs and not our greeds. It's very easy for us to take this prayer and, and say, I'll pray this prayer so I can add to my bottom line. It's actually not an invitation to pray for everything in the latest catalogue, although I'm not saying those things are bad in themselves. But we are to trust God for the things that we need and be grateful for them and not be greedy about the way that we live. There's so much need around the world. And so we don't need the next best thing all the time. We don't need another thing or more of the same. But we need to be content with what God has given us, allow him to supply our needs and be content with his provision. In... um. The third step I'm going to look at is that we need to step 3 have confidence that God will meet my needs day by day. Now this is probably the most challenging of all steps. You can probably think, "Yes, I can be grateful. I feel really blessed and I'm grateful to God. And I'm content. I you know, I've got a pretty good life. I'm content with what I have." But this third step is probably a bit more challenging. This is where you're having confidence in God. That he will meet your needs every day. Now I want to look back to the Old Testament, and you, you may know this story. It's from Exodus 16. And it's when the Israelites had crossed the Red Sea. Now, you remember the story, do you know the story where they came to the edge of the Red Sea, the Egyptians were following them, and it looked like they were going to be captured again and taken back to captivity or killed. And uh, God miraculously parts the waters and they walk through to the other side and they are rescued. And then, of course, we know the Egyptians followed them but didn't make it to the other side. So God protected his people and they were rescued. Now, you imagine, I want you to try and imagine, if this happened to you, if God made this incredible, miraculous rescue, wouldn't you think that for the rest of your life you would be forever grateful? Would you? Don't you think that you would be overwhelmed by that and you think, I'll never forget what God's done for me. He rescued me. I could have been back in slavery. I could have been dead, but God rescued me. You would think they would be grateful, but you know, they got to the other side and they're in the wilderness. It's not long after this and they start grumbling and complaining. And they say to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die? Who cares about miracles? We're going to starve to death. What were they thinking? Surely the God who could part the Red Sea could provide for their basic needs. So Moses goes to God and says, God, I've got trouble with your people. And God says, well, tell them that I'm going to provide food for them. And that's what he did. He sent quail in the evenings to would fly low to the ground and they could catch the quail. And then in the morning, the dew that was on the ground would turn into like a a honey tasting crusted bread sort of thing. It was called manna. And God provided this for them every day. He also gave them some instructions. He said, now go out and get as much as you need for yourself, but just for today, just enough for today. Now, if you hadn't had any food up to that point, what could be the temptation that we might want to get? think, well, he did say he would provide it every day, but look, there's this here today. Maybe I can take some more just in case. You know, if it was me, maybe I'd send Luke and Joel out when they were little boys and say, just get extra in case we run out and we've got some for tomorrow. (laughs) But God says... If you do that, it's going to go, things are going to go bad. I mean, really bad. They're going to go rotten because they're going to have maggots in them when you wake up the next morning. And so the people, of course, being people, and we all understand, they did get extra and God was true to his word and it was maggoty when they woke up the next morning. He did, however, say that on the Sabbath, sorry, the day before the Sabbath, they could collect two lots, which would cover for two days, so they would be supplied and wouldn't have to work on the Sabbath. Now God is teaching in the old his teaching in the old testament is the same as in the new. He's saying as he's teaching his disciples, he's teaching us, give us today our daily bread, our everyday needs. Rely on me for your everyday. I will supply. Are you going to trust me? Are you confident that I will supply your needs? That's the question he's asking us. And we need to to determine Do we have confidence in God to supply our needs? Because that's what Jesus wants us to do. That's how we live victoriously every day if we trust God. Think about who He is. Do we trust Him? The fourth step and the final one is showing generosity towards those who are less fortunate. It's interesting in this it says, Give us this day our daily bread, not give me my daily bread. So God is wanting us to have a bigger view than ourselves. Because when we don't, when we just indulge ourselves, we get a a self-indulgent nature. And if you look at self, self, S, indulgent, I, nature, N, what have you got? Sin. When we focus on ourselves, when we become selfish, that is sin. And so God is saying to us, I don't want you to live like that. I don't want you to just think about yourself. Me, my, I, everything that I need, you will supply. He said, I want you to think about our, about bigger than yourself. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to look beyond ourselves and see the needs of others and reach out to meet them. He's saying, I will supply everything for you. So if you give, don't think you're going to run out. You won't run out because it says give And it will be given to you. So the more you give, the more God's going to give to you so you can give more. All right? So this is what it says. Give us this day our daily bread. We'll share it. We'll give out to others. Just like we've got the self-denial appeal, it's an opportunity to give to nations around the world to support children, people in their need, and to help them to grow and develop. So this is really important. Our society would say the opposite to this. Society says, look after number one. Look after yourself. It's a doggy, dog world out there. So whoever, whoever works the hardest will get the most. Get to the top any way you can. That's what the world says. That's what we see around us all the time. But Jesus is teaching something different. He's teaching us to be generous towards others. So you've got those four things, those four steps. Express gratitude to God. Be content with what you have. Trust God that he will meet your needs day by day and show generosity to others. Now, one of the reasons that Jesus knew the disciples need this, I mentioned this earlier, was that the disciples were going to be sent out by Jesus into the future with the message of Jesus. And he wanted them to be prepared. Now, have you ever been on a, a holiday where you've had to pack a suitcase done that. Most of us will have done that. Now, I have a trouble with this. And um, so I get out the suitcase when I'm traveling, and I put in all the things that I want to take to make sure. I probably put in a few doubles up to make sure I've got everything. And then when I sort of try and close the suitcase, it's too full. Then I'm going through thinking, what might I not need, and try to take it out. And bef- And then when I eventually get it, I put it on the weighing machine, and it's sort of like you know, I think you're allowed 23 kilos on the aeroplane, some aeroplane, some 20. Anyway, say it's at 22, and I think, well, I'm under, great, I'll be right. And I've got this heavy suitcase, and um, I know Ian's strong, but um, he sort of, we both look after our suitcases when we're traveling. And so, you know, here am I sort of dragging this suitcase along, and I'm thinking, why did I bring so much stuff? And so, my aim is always to pack a bit lighter. And I try really hard to do that and I'm getting better, but I still find it hard, not in case, just in case I need this. Well, Jesus sent out his disciples and he sent them out and said, you're to take nothing. Nothing. He said, don't, don't pack things, don't pack clothes, don't take anything, I want you to go. Now imagine that. If you were sent out, like if I had to travel and all I could take was my handbag and that's it, I'd be panicking, thinking, what about when I get there? I'm going to have a shower. What am I going to do? Da, da 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 extra clothes, and so on. But the disciples were sent out with nothing. Why was that? It was because Jesus wanted them to trust God. It's too easy for us. When we can supply all our things, all our needs, we can look after ourselves, we go out, why do we need to depend on God? But he wants us to depend on him. He wants us to trust him for every need, every day. And the danger is for the disciples, if they'd gone out with, with um, what, everything they had, they wouldn't have needed so much to depend on God. But because they didn't, they had to depend on him for everything. And so I believe that Jesus is calling us today to depend on him for everything in our lives. So you may not need to depend on him for food and clothing and shelter today in the sense that, you know, God's provided already. But there will be other things. There will be other things in your life that God wants you to, to seek him first, to find out what he wants, to trust him to help you in every circumstance. And when you seek him and you do that, you're going to find such victory in your life. And so the challenge this week is, to what degree are you willing to trust God every day for everything we need? So the challenge, I'm going to get those given out now, and we're going to bring those around. We're just going to take a moment to think about this. The week four challenge. It's a simple one. It's not going to take you long. However, I think the ramifications of it will take you longer. Rate yourself one to five one being the least and five being the most, right, One, five being the highest, on how well you have depended on Jesus rather than yourself throughout the day. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. God is calling us not to figure it out for ourselves. He's saying, seek me first. Ask for my wisdom. I'll show you. I have the answer. I have the way. You just need to seek me so that you can find it. Are you willing to trust Him? Are you willing to put your knees on the ground first in the morning when you get out of bed rather than running into the day and doing everything you think you can do and then suddenly finding it's all falling apart and thinking, oh, wow, God, I need you. He's saying, why didn't you call me first? He's asking us to trust Him. He is God Almighty and He's calling on us to trust Him to look after us. He's calling us because, you know, He loves you. He loves you more than you can even imagine. And if He loves you, you think about people you love, you want to help them. You want to look after them. You want to do everything you can for them. And God is God. He'll do more than everything that is possible, more than we can do, if we will trust Him. And if we trust Him, then we will depend on Him. We will draw from Him everything that we need. Because let me tell you, we've got a great life here in Australia. We've got, a, we've got great opportunities, but sometimes they run out. We don't know what tomorrow holds. I can't promise you what tomorrow is going to hold. But I do know God has tomorrow regardless and if you trust Him with your life. You depend on Him. You put your knees to the ground first and say, God, today, thank you. Thank you for what you've given me. I'm so grateful for all that you have for me. Please supply wisdom. Please supply guidance. Everything that I need today I want to walk with you. I want to call on you. I want to depend on you every moment of every day. See, when we when God spoke to me about this this um, focus for this year of every day, at first I thought seems a bit simple. People will think that's not what's that. But you know, it's not simple. Because we can just get on with our lives. And before we know it, Sunday's here and oh, we didn't think about the challenge. We didn't think about the things that God's spoken to us about today. We're already into living and everything and suddenly we thought, oh, that's right, God. He he's loves you. He wants a relationship with you and he wants you to lean on him, to depend on him every day. I just want you to bow your heads and just take a moment. Just talk to God for yourself. This is your time before I pray for you. Oh God, our loving Father, teach us to trust you more and more. When we're tempted to do it ourselves, bring us to the place where we must cry out for your help. Forgive us for living as if we are God and you are not. We thank you for giving us exactly what we need, when we need it. Not a moment too soon and not a moment too late. Having received so much from you, God, we ask you for one more thing. And that is to help us to have more grateful hearts. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So take the challenge this week. Share it with someone. Talk to someone about how you rate yourself. Say, you know, I only give myself a two today because I was into the day.